What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. We're back in Ephesians chapter 3, and we're doing 1 through 5. This is our daily Devo. Glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Now, if you haven't read it yet, go ahead and stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, and then come back and we'll continue to discuss uh, what the chapter has to say. Now, if you have read, jump on in with me, man, as we continue in this awesome study in Ephesians, man. So what we have before was a development of who we are. It was a picture of the calling that God had placed on us to be a part of his family. And then that family he has made into one new creation, a new humanity, man, the Christian. God has reconciled us both to himself in Christ. And now Paul's about to say for this reason. So let's let's go ahead and see what the four questions are, which is the first question is, uh, what is the scripture actually saying? What's Paul writing to the people of, of Ephesus? What is he saying? And so let's read it. Let's see what it says. He says this, for this reason, man, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, uh, for you, the Gentile, if indeed you have heard of the administration of the grace of God, which was given to me, uh, that according to the mystery of the revelation, which was uh, made known to me, just as beforehand I had written to you in small, uh, for which you were able, after reading, to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ which uh, ages previously, it was not made known to the sons of men, just as now it was revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And so what's, what's Paul saying? He says that there's a new revelation that is happening, that he is, or a new revelation, something that has been revealed to him that has taken place, and God has made it known to him, the mystery of uh, the stuff that he wrote about earlier. And then he also says this, first off, he says, for this reason. And the for this reason is um, he's about to begin to pray. And then he digresses into uh, just kind of what he is doing and why he's a prisoner in chains. And it's, it's because people may have thought that his legitimacy was taken away because he was in prison. You know, it's like, oh, something bad happens to you. Then you think that God's not on your side. But uh, that's not the case for Paul. He's saying the reason that I'm in prison is because I have been testifying. I have been uh, bringing the gospel to you for the glory of God. And that is evidenced right there. And so he's saying the, the it's good that he is in prison. Man. And then later on, he'll say, like, this is for your joy. You know what I mean? Um, my sufferings for your joy. So he wanted to make clear that the people didn't think that his ministry was somehow diminished because he was in jail. But he says, for this reason, man. And when you ask, what, well, if he's saying for this reason, well, what is the reason he's talking about? He says, because he has first off recognized and seen that the people of God, both uh, Gentiles and um, and Jews are made one, that the dividing wall is broken, that we would know the power of God and that we would understand his calling for us. He says, and for this reason, that's why he's going to pray. That's why he is going to bow his knee to the Father, as he says later on. And so I think that's a powerful thing that we have to talk about as we start our application. But we're not on that yet. And then uh, next, he says that there was this uh, a revelation that was made to him, made known to him by God. 
And so I think this revelation, well, we know this revelation because he said he talked about it in small. It was that Jews and Gentiles become one and are a family in God, that they are both able to be equally um, founded in by faith to Christ, where they will have an inheritance in heaven with God, as well as God being uh, their God, a possession that they are for him a glorious and wonderful possession. That is the mystery, is that Jews and Gentiles are one in the family of Christ. And so that mystery, he says, was not revealed beforehand. Now, I think it's it's important for us to see because, you know, you hear your pastors and your teachers and stuff like that, and you're about to hear me say it too, that uh, this was the plan from the very beginning, okay? It was always the plan because God is the administrator of all things. So he's the one who... Um, rules over and moves time according to his specifications, his ramifications. And so we know that just because we understand, we don't understand fully, but we just, it's just because we know the mind of God as he has presented it through his scripture. But I think that in the old time, in the OT, in the, in the Hebrew scriptures, it wasn't as clear as it could have been. See, that's why he says that it was difficult uh, that this thing wasn't made known maybe to previous generations because they understood. We've got seen scriptures plenty of times that say that all of the world will flow to the mountain of Zion. I think that's in Isaiah. And then in Amos, I've been reading as well as as well as you guys. You, If you have uh, continued to follow through me through all of these, uh, you, you went through Amos with us and we saw that. In the last chapter, it talks about the booth of David being raised and that the, the Gentiles are, are flowing to him, that they'll be under his rule. And so w- we see that, and that was quoted in um, in um, by James in Acts. And, and so we see that this was an idea, but I think what Paul is trying to say is that both Jew and Gentile have equal footing, and that is a mystery that was revealed in Christ. Because instead of being under the law where the Gentile would have to become a Jew in order to attain the salvation, that's no longer uh, no longer the, the obligation. Because what it is, is now it is in Christ who has fulfilled all the obligations that we can find um, um, hope and restoration in God. It is through Christ, and that is the mystery that has been revealed that was not seen previously. They would think that the Messiah, which was also seen, that there was going to be one who would come and save them, but it was more of a conquering, one who would rule with an iron fist who sits upon the throne of David. We, I said in, about Amos where he was um, the booth of David would be raised, and that booth is normally in in the Old Testament was understood to be that the king would come and crush their enemies and that he would uh, rule and reign over everyone, as we saw through those scriptures. But the mystery that Paul is saying that Jesus, that God has revealed to him, is that this, um, this, um, this, this salvation, this reconciliation was not made by a force of power in the sense of conquering, but a force of power in the sense of humility and death. And that has huge implications for us. If the way in which 
the Lord conquered the world was through humiliation and death, then what does that say about his people? I think it says that we don't pick up swords to fight, but that we pick up humility and love and and care and that we would give ourselves for others to show the amount of love that we had so that way we can conquer the world. That's a whole different take on things, a whole different take on things. And I think that's what Paul is trying to say here. Anyway, what does this scripture say about God? Well, I think it says that God's grace, power, and goodness is worthy of action. He says, for this reason, he is a prisoner of Christ. So because he has been called and he sees the immense power and love that 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 uh, God has for the Jew and the Gentile, man, and because God has called him before the foundations of the earth to be a part of his kingdom, then that means he's got to get down. He's got to do some stuff, man. He starts putting his feet to the pavement. So God's power, grace, and goodness is worthy of action. What's it say about man is that our response to the grace of God should be action. And we should walk in our purpose. And I think that is evident in the way that Paul does what God has called him to do. He's given him a goal. He says that this is this is who he is, man. I think in other things, it says he's been set apart for this purpose. Uh, we read that in Galatians. It's a long time ago, though, guys. But uh, here he says that, too. He says that he is a prisoner for you, the Gentile. And so that was his call, was to be a minister to the Gentiles as he continues to explain that that this was the gift of grace that God had given him, that it was them, the Gentiles. And so he acted to the, the gift or walked in the purpose that God had given him. So how can we apply these truths to our lives? Uh, well, I think first off, we need to read the scriptures because we've got to understand what the purpose of God or what God's purpose is in our lives. As we read the scriptures, we pray and grow closer to him. We've got to try and see what the administration is, what what the purpose of Christ's coming was. And we know it as Paul has revealed it. He is, God has revealed it to Paul, and Paul has made it known to us. And and it's not just uh, 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 Paul. I, I wanted to say this, I guess, before um, during the, the part where we just talk about what Scripture says, but it says it was revealed to his um, holy prophet or holy apostles and prophets. It wasn't just Paul that got this revelation because Peter, remember when Peter went and had those dreams and it talked about how that what God has made clean, let no one else make unclean. And so that there changed the kind of the ramifications or the specifications by which someone enters into the kingdom of of God. And when I say that, I mean, not that there was ever anything other than faith in God alone that would bring someone into the kingdom of God, but it was the outward extension of these things. It says that we do not have to follow the law any longer. The the uh, the Mosaic law it says that those things have been done away with, and it is because of Christ. It's in Christ, as Paul has talked about before, when it says that the dividing wall, the, the boundary of hostility, the uh, law of its ordinances is has been done away with because it has been fulfilled in Christ. And so it wasn't just Paul who got this message. It was Peter as well. It was James. It was all of these holy apostles that God had called to himself, as well as prophets who spoke his words and read his scriptures. 
and it was by the agency of the Spirit. So it was the Spirit of God who moved in these people to let us know, to make known to us this wonderful mystery that we can be a part of the family of God. And so as an application, man, understand God, know your purpose, and then walk in it, okay? So today, man, get on your knees, pray, and ask God, what is my purpose? What have you called me to do? And then walk that out. I'll see you guys in the next episode.